Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views. Alan Corcoran. Good morning, Alan. This new legislation has been broadly welcomed, in fact, waited for for quite some time. I know you've put a lot of effort into it. Can you go through the detail for us, please? What's happening? Yeah, so we've this week published detailed legislation, which has been uh, approved by Cabinet uh, to go forward now into the door to uh, get the Dole and the Shannon to pass this piece of legislation into law. And it's a very important piece of legislation because our gambling laws are totally out of date. They back to the 1930s and the 1950s. We know that a lot of people are suffering from gambling addiction. So we want to protect vulnerable gambling users. And most importantly, we also want to protect children from uh, being exposed to significant gambling. So we're bringing forward now some of the most toughest gambling laws in the world and it has a number of aspects to it firstly it will deal with for the first time licensing an awful lot of gambling services which currently are not licensed it is a bit of a wild west out there at the moment secondly it will deal with anti-money laundering anti-terrorist financing and criminal elements that may be trying to use gambling services to uh, launder money thirdly it will bring in a social impact fund that will put a levy on gambling services to provide for treatment education awareness and uh, re- uh, uh, research as well for people in the whole gambling situation. But primarily what we're here about is protecting the public, and this is coming from a public health measure. So we're also appointing a regulatory authority, and the regulatory authority will have an awful lot of powers to be able to move with the times, because we've seen the technology around gambling change dramatically, even in the last 10 or 12 years. If you think about it, 12 years ago, there was a hullabaloo about a casino that was proposed to establish in Tipperary and that might encourage people to gamble. Now every 12-year-old with a mobile phone um, has a casino in their back pocket. That's yeah. the extent that we now see gambling and everybody's very much aware of just the wall of gambling advertising they see everywhere these days. So this is a very comprehensive bill, one of the largest pieces of legislation that will come before the Houses in the last 10 years and I would delighted to get cross-party support mm. in the Dáil uh, for, this, for this important piece of legislation. Harry McGee, writing in the Irish Times, said gambling in Ireland has been like the lawless frontier of the American Wild West until now. I mean, would you agree with his description of it? Oh, no, absolutely. And I've described this in similar tones in the past and that's why I was so determined to bring forward this piece of legislation. As I say, it's a huge piece of legislation it's dealing with a very complex area. It is dealing with that area in a very comprehensive manner, as I've outlined all the different aspects to it. So I'm, I'm confident this legislation and the regulatory authority that will be established behind it will have the necessary powers. For example, right. if you breach the legislation in terms of the protection measures for children, you could face up to eight years imprisonment. At the moment, there's no rules there at all. So that's the kind of the extent we're going to. And we're also bringing in a watershed mm. so that you will not be able to provide gambling advertising from half five in the morning until 9 p.m. And then, again, that's to protect children from seeing right. gambling advertisements. And is that going to go on satellite channels as well, Minister? Are we any control over satellite channels? Because where you get the bombardment of this type of advertising is in the build-up to football matches, rugby matches, etc. Non-stop advertising throughout the ad breaks, etc. It's, 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 it's there all all the time. Is that being dealt with or can you deal with it with companies outside of Ireland? Well, we can certainly deal with companies outside of Ireland that are broadcasting by way of licence into the Republic and they will be dealt with under this legislation so they will. But we're also given the powers to the regulatory authority that where you have illegal ads being run in and presented into the Republic that the regulator can order the internet service provider to step in and to block those ads from being provided as well. So insofar as we can, 
Um, I think we would be able to address the majority of those ads that are provided. There will always be rogue elements who will try to get around the laws and we we believe though that the legislation is robust enough to be able to deal with that situation and as like, technology changes as well that the regulatory authority has the powers to move with the technology. You, you, you've been quite strong when you say that there's an up to eight year sentence for not protecting children from gambling under the proposed new law but it was brought to my attention by a listener yesterday that uh, there was a hope that it would be put into the new law that you can't have advertising close to schools yet this doesn't seem to have made the new law and the other one is where shops, uh, gambling shops themselves, betting offices can advertise in their own shop fronts. Can you look at those two for me? The one about advertising close to schools, why has that not made it into this legislation? Well, what we've done in the legislation has actually made it even stronger. So it wasn't an initial proposal that a, a simple rule would be put in that if you could see an ad from a school, it would be banned. But we realised when we looked at it that that would give kind of perverse uh, situations whereby if there was a a billboard four miles away um, that you could barely see with a telescope, that that would be banned, but that you could actually have an ad then maybe 10 metres from a school that couldn't, but if it couldn't be seen, for example, if you simply walked around a corner, um, that's not really going to protect children. So what we've done is given the regulator the power to regulate all types of ads in terms of uh, protecting children. And I think if you look at the other rules and the other regulations that are in this legislation, I mean, a, a watershed ban, I don't think the gambling institutions were expecting that. That's a very severe uh, uh, protection that's put in place and to gamb- protect children, so it yeah. is. And uh, other rules in there as well, and it's up to eight years imprisonment. So we've gone very, very strong, probably the strongest, I would suggest, anywhere in the world in terms of protecting young people. So we believe what we've done with the legislation, why we've taken out that piece of that piece, we've actually put in a piece in there to address the very same situation, mm-hmm. but is actually even stronger to deal with that very serious situation. And also, <coughs> a bit like cigarette packaging, nowadays it is so constrained that, that and it's a really good job, but if you're passing by a gambling, a, a, a betting office, and you see the attractive odds on the front window, is this something that should have been tackled as well? Well, the regulator has the power to tackle all of that. The regulator has very uh, extensive powers to address the frequency and the location and the type of ads that can be provided. And look, I think the reality of the situation is, as I say, you know, anybody with a mobile phone is going around with a casino in their pocket. We're seeing these shops uh, on the high street. They're actually closing down fairly rapidly. It's not where the industry is anymore. Um, but certainly those areas are being addressed within the legislation. And as I say, anyone who breaches the, those, those regulations... Yeah would face very serious uh, criminal sanctions. Okay, some comments that, that I have here from various newspaper articles, Minister. A leading psychiatrist treating gambling addiction has said the new regulations are a good start, but a huge task on the new regulator that you constantly refer to. I mean, will he need support or she needs support? Who is the new regulator? Can you share that with us? Yeah, it's a regulator, Anne-Marie Caulfield, a very experienced uh, person who has a lot of extensive leadership role. Uh, the regulator, she's already out hiring the expertise that she needs because you're going to need extensive expertise here in terms of finance, in terms of anti-money laundering, in terms of regulation, and of course, most importantly, protecting vulnerable gambler users and children as well. So we expect that the, the regulator will have up to 80 or 100 employees once fully established. And, they, and as I say, she has an awful lot of uh, freedom in how to tackle the scourge, but everything has to be done from a public health perspective. 
But it is moving in the right direction, isn't it? I mean, if you are in a partnership with somebody who has a gambling addiction, I mean, is it is it likely to help? What's the reaction from organisations like Gamblers Anonymous, etc.? What sort of reaction have you been getting? Well, we've received very positive um, support from, if you like, the non-governmental organisations, often referred to as the NGOs who work in this sphere. And I've, I have met in the past Professor O'Gara, who's the leading health professional in this area as well, and who has also welcomed us. And I think it is, it is the rules in here are very, very strong. I think a lot of the gambling industry might have been surprised at how far and how restrictive we've gone. Now, we're not stopping gambling. We're not stopping betting. It's, it's not like tobacco. Many, you know, you know, one drag of a cigarette is bad for you. Many people go out and have bet safely. But what we want to ensure is that they're ensure that there is safe and fair betting. And an element maybe that hasn't gotten much attention is actually there's very strong consumer protection rules in here in gambling. Previously, consumers, people who went out and gambled, actually couldn't even enforce a bet in the past. You will be under this legislation. So it's been very, very much welcomed across the board. It is going to be moved to second stage before Christmas. Of course, we'll be open to amendments at committee stage as well. If if we feel we have missed anything anywhere, we very much be open to tighten the legislation up even further. Our aim here with this very extensive legislation is to protect vulnerable gambler users and to protect children and we believe we've very much done that with this legislation. Last week we had wonderful uh, news with the uh, announcement of the, the uh, funding and the, the start update for the Women's Refuge then the day after the official opening of the development at uh, the Arts Centre. Minister Dara O'Brien is due in Wexford next week. It's not lost on you, it's not lost on me that there's already rumblings from within the councillors who specifically ask that he address them at council chambers or somewhere. Can you shed some light in that is he likely to do that because we're hearing there's even rumblings within your own party if he doesn't yes well look minister dar o'brien is coming down next week and again like all the positive news we've had in recent times for wexford there's a lot of positive news under dar o'brien's remit as well for example the new fire station there in new ross and the, the very large number of social houses that are being de- delivered right across county uh county wexford and um we're seeing now i think uh we're coming from an exceptionally low base a number of years ago where housing almost completely stopped and we're now seeing a rapid build of houses in all on all parts of County Wexford and that number is only going to incree mm. so it is and it's um I think it's a testament to Dara O'Brien and yeah. his policies that we have actually gotten the housing industry moving again but we know there's a huge amount still to be done we've, okay. we've 10 years of a lack of delivery for housing yeah. so there's a huge amount to catch up but we're seeing I, 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 uh, I a lot of records I, being broken this year and I find him uh, when I deal with him myself he, you can ask him any question but the question is is he likely to talk to the councillors minister what, what's the situation well there? Yeah, so my understanding is Wexford County Council has uh, made a, a number of suggestions to Darrell O'Brien as to what they want him to do in terms of where they want him to go. And I think New Ross Fire Station is one of them. Some of the many numerous housing estates that are being delivered by Wexford County Council and with the funding that the government has provided, um, I think he wants to see uh, uh, where more houses can be delivered because there's, you know, the government is providing no end of money. I mean, the the if, if anywhere where there's a lack of housing being delivered in Wexford, yeah. it's not a lack of government policy and it's not a lack of funding from okay. the government. We are providing that funding. It's so the question is where are these uh, localised blockages coming okay. from and why are you know why is there not more houses being delivered in the county but, of well, Wexford? I just had to try and get an answer. Will he talk to the councillors? Well, that's a matter. Look, that's a matter for Minister Dara O'Brien. My understanding is he hasn't sat down with any local authority in County Wexford. I mean, obviously, as a minister, he's answerable to it all, mm. and that's where on government policy. I mean, it's up to the councillors on the ground to actually deliver the housing. We, you know, government makes the money available; it makes the policy available. 
but the minister doesn't actually deliver housing on the ground. It's up to the councillors to um, take advantage of, like other local authorities have right across Ireland, to take advantage of the funding that's available and the schemes that are available there as well. And I know that maybe, you know, so if Darrell Bryan does, like me, Darrell will have, I think, uh, will have no fear of meeting those councillors. I mean, he's, he's uh, you know, and I think he, some of them might be uh, a little bit surprised at uh, the um, how Wexford maybe is not fearing as well as other local authorities are in terms of taking advantage of what the government is offering. Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. Chat, news and your views.